I'm Sean Sheps, and I'm the next guest at On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hello and welcome to episode 634 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Sean Sheps joins us, and she is an actress and a writer and a producer, and... She, as far as acting, she was in Weeds, she was on The Golden Girls, she was even in The Brady Bunch. And as a writer, she did the screenplay for Encino Man, Son-in-Law, Drumline, she wrote some episodes of Weeds, and just a whole bunch of other things, but we just won't get into all that right now. But uh, she's going to be joining us, and she is going to be at Behind the Golden Curtain, and that's coming up on May 26th through the 28th, not too far away, at the Arinda Theater in Arinda, California. So get ready for that. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be uh, celebrating the Golden Girls TV show, and uh, they're going to have uh, producers and writers and uh, guest stars and a whole bunch of people who you know had something to do with the show and they're going to have uh, just so much fun. So be sure to check that out if you're in that area. You can go to BehindTheGoldenCurtain.com and find out all the information about that. And uh, you can get some information there for it. So Sean's going to be coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So uh, why don't we get right into it, uh, okay? It's time for remakes, sequels, and prequels on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Well, as far as remake sequels and prequels, a sequel to Freaky Friday is in the works at Disney, and Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan are expected to reprise their roles. And Amazon has a new Pink Panther movie in early development, you know, and they're looking at Eddie Murphy possibly playing Inspector Clouseau. Venom 3 is on the move, and Tom Hardy will return in the main character role once again. And June 16th, Extraction 2 will arrive on Netflix. That's it for remakes, sequels, and prequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, and some people want to know, why do I say upcoming new movies? Well, I'm looking at things that uh, are original, not the, you know, remakes, sequels, and prequels. So these that's why I call it new movies. Anyways, Ron Howard has a new survival thriller in the works, and it's called Origin of Species. And it will star Anna Damaris and also Jude Law and Alicia Vikander. And Ryan Reynolds will star in a live-action hybrid film called Animal Friends. It's going to be an R-rated road trip. (laughs) So it's going to be, you know, it's not for the kids, but uh, we'll see what that one's going to be like. And Jessica Biel will star in a sci-fi thriller called Ursa Major. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's... What's coming your way as far as movies and TV on DVD and streaming? Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Mark Cuban, and if you love television like I love television, you have to listen to On Screen and Beyond. Movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Creed 3 swings on to DV, Blu-ray, and 4K on May 23rd. Shazam! Fury of the Gods flies on to DVD and Blu-ray and 4K on May 23rd also. And you can look for John Wick Chapter 4 as it loads onto DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K on June 13th. That is it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, John Cryer will be returning to TV this fall on NBC in a comedy called Extended Family as a couple divorce and decide to take turns parenting the kids in the family home. And Matlock returns to CBS this fall, only this time Matlock is a woman played by Kathy Bates. And that 90s show on Fox will return for a second season. That's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to sit down with Sean Sheps. And she, you know, like I say, she's been in uh, uh, an episode of The Golden Girls. She was a guest star. She'll be at the Behind the Golden Curtain on May 26th through the 28th. And she uh, did the screenplay for Encino Man and Son-in-Law and Drumline and all sorts of things. Sean Sheps is coming up right here next on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actress and writer who we have seen on The Brady Bunch, The Golden Girls, Weeds, and more. And as a writer, her credits include Encino Man, Son-in-Law, Drumline, Weeds, just to name a few. On May 26th through the 28th, she will be at the Behind the Golden Curtain at the Arinda Theater in Arinda, California. It's Sean Sheps. Sean, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi. Thank you for having me. Sean, I want to thank you for joining us here, and uh, we're, we're going to delve into, you know, of course, the Golden Girls, uh, because that's what you're going to be at on uh, May 26th through the 28th. But uh, I'd also like to look into a little bit of some of the other things that you've done, because you, you've got interesting things there. Okay. But Delve, delve away. <laughs> one of the things that I, I, I wanted to ask you was, writer, actress, you, you've, you know... What is Sean? <laughs> An actress, a writer? Uh, I know, I know writer. it's both, but writer, writer, writer. That's the one you're you're most uh, comfortable with and, and enjoy more. Yes, very much so. Yeah. When when you were growing up, uh, you know, in elementary school, high school, junior high, uh, whatever, uh, was that something that you were looking into, or you know, were you like every other kid who didn't have a clue what they were going to do? <laughs> 
No, because I started acting at like six. Six? Wow. Yeah. So I thought I was going to be an actor my whole life. Yeah. So how did that come about? How did you know? How does a six-year-old? I mean, of course, your parents must have brought you to it. But how how did that come about? Well, they didn't actually. Um, what they did do was uh, I went to an, an academy every Saturday for eight hours learning tap and uh, acting and singing and ballet and all of that. And I loved it. And we would have these shows. And uh, so I guess an agent saw me at one of the shows. And so she approached my parents because nobody in my family is in this business. And, you know, my parents were like, do you want to do this? And I said, yeah, I want to do it. So, you know, my mother very kindly schlepped me around to auditions. Um, she was not a stage mother at all. As a matter of fact, we, you know, be driving back from auditions and she'd be saying, I can't believe the way these two women were competing with their kids while they were in the room. Oh my God, these women. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was acting until my late 20s hmm. yeah does that happen a lot no you know of course you as your career has gone on you you see a lot of other people with kids in in movies and tv shows and things like that do you notice mothers being a little pushy or something sometimes well i don't you know on all the shows that i've worked on as a writer a producer and that have had kids on them the mothers have been wonderful like mm -hmm. Angie Grant on Weeds, her mother was amazing. I mean, so no, I haven't seen any pushy ones yet. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you won't. <laughs> and if they are, I'll just push them right back. So whatever. <laughs> so let's go back to the very first thing that you did, uh, from what I can tell anyways, was the ABC Saturday Superstar movie. Is that correct? Probably not. I think one of the very first, and it's a good story, which is why I'm telling it to you. One of the very first things I did was a, a voiceover commercial for McDonald's with Ronald McDonald, who was drunk. <laughs> um, I think the first thing I did was a, like a Barbie commercial or something. Huh. Yes. And then the McDonald's commercial. How how did that go though? If I mean, if Ronald was a little he tipsy, was drunk. I mean, he was guy was drunk. Uh, a lot of takes, a lot of takes. Wow. He was slurring and stinky, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I guess you know he made money off of it, but it didn't work out for him so well. Wow. Yeah. Now, one of the big things that you were on when you were very young was the Brady Bunch. Can you give us an idea of how that came about and what, what, what your part in the show was? Yeah. Um, I auditioned for it, you know, just was sent out on an audition and, um, you know, at that time I was very excited about auditions. It changed over time in my life, but, so I auditioned for it and I got the role and the roles of this character who's, cat was stuck in a tree and needed Bobby to get the cat out of the tree. And in that episode, Bobby was the hall monitor mm -hmm. 
and like that. Yeah. Yeah. So how at that time were you a big fan of the Brady Bunch? Well, sure. And, you know, when I there, apparently there is a Brady Bunch house they shoot in. But when I got there, there was no Brady Bunch house. There was only a Brady Bunch set. Mm-hmm. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it's not a real house. <laughs> what did they do? Where is it? <laughs> you know, the little living room with a staircase that went up to the second the landing. It was a set. It was a set. Yeah. On a, on a studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gee. On the stage. So I was very, you know, the kitchen was a set. I was very, yeah, that bummed me out. Ruined it for the for a young kid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The illusion was busted. <laughs> so after a while now, you were in some other shows. When did the writing come in? Well, I found myself on this set of something. And I had been waiting all day to do one scene. You know, it takes a long time for them to light. They put you in this little dressing room that's the size of a closet. And I just thought, I don't want to do this anymore. I I don't I don't want to I don't want to wait in the hallway with other girls who all look like me and we all know each other for to get in to read a scene and then leave and have to not be able to park on the studio lot and have to have walk off the studio lot and in the summer, especially in Burbank, it's hot. And I was just standing there thinking, I don't want to do this. And simultaneously, um, I got cast in a musical play, a play uh, that was based upon a Brecht play. And this girl who's from Michigan turned it into a rock opera. And she was, um, I don't know how to say this, kindly, an addict, really bad, Hmm. really bad. But she somehow, you know, created this thing that was really interesting and cool. and, And we did it in the parking lot of Al's Bar in downtown LA. And there was a, a transient hotel next to the bar and they would throw watermelons at us. And I mean, it was just this really interesting experience. And I thought, you know, I'm going to try this writing thing. I'm going to write a musical. I'm going to write a sketch show musical. And I did. And it was, um, and I was on, I was stuck in um, Canada on a movie, it was a Deborah Winger, Tom Berenger movie. And the weather, I, they couldn't shoot the scene with me and her. She was not a nice person. Anyway, uh, so I did a lot of the writing there in Canada. And, and then I brought it home and I finished it up and a cast and put whatever little amount of money I had to my name in it and it it had a run and then um someone saw it and said this should go to the um fringe festival in Scotland and it did so 12 of us ended up going to Scotland and doing the show in a tent um at the Fringe Festival in Scotland, and, and it was like, 
the most amazing experience of my life because it was 24 hours of theater. Wow. The Edinburgh is just alive with theater for 24 hours Mm. on the street, in theaters, in tents, in bars. I mean, it was, it was wonderful. And I thought, you know, I like this writing thing. I like it. Mm -hmm. And it must've been such a, 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 an adrenaline rush after you, you, you know, you, after you've completed the show, it, it, I, I can just imagine what that must've felt like. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, you know, you have those times in your life where you look back and you go, that was one of the best times of my life. That was one of the best times of my life. Hmm. Now you wrote the screenplays for Encino man and son-in-law uh, for Polly Shore. Uh, now, how did you get involved with that? Did, were you, did you know him or did somebody bring you nope. in or how, how does that all work? <laughs> I wrote my second play and uh, an executive from Disney, an executive from Disney saw it and myself and this other quote unquote producer, cause he wasn't a producer yet, had an idea for a movie, which was Encino Man and we pitched it to Disney and they bought it. So Polly hadn't been attached yet. Okay. And then Polly got attached. So and then I was like, okay, I need to know what your your I, I need to make a thesaurus. I mean a dictionary of your language. And he's like, Well, I don't know what the fuck anything means. <laughs> That's Polly. I'm like, dude, <laughs> come on, Polly. So I just made it up myself. I just attributed descriptions to his language and just made myself a a sheet, a notebook of it and would would plug it in to the screenplay. Yeah. Yeah, Now, like you say, Polly, he's (laughs) Polly. Now, Polly did whatever he wanted anyway. Okay. He did. So he did ad lib a little bit. He didn't follow. Oh, hell yes. Oh, hell yes. Okay. Because I was going to say, how could you write? exactly the style that he does. I mean, it's, it's, it's different, you know? Well, I had to, because otherwise they wouldn't have greenlit the movie. Mm -hmm. So it had to sound like Polly. Yeah. When the executives read the script. Yeah. But you know, Polly, I mean, he stayed close to it, but you know, he's, he's an improver and yeah, he did his own thing. And, a lot and that was fine because that's who he was yeah is yeah that's who he is yeah yeah, yeah. quite a few years ago paulie was on the show here and uh, yeah. it, it was interesting <laughs> he was uh, he was fun guest <laughs> he's so annoying he's like my annoying little brother <laughs> and he knows it and he plays me right then, then he's gonna poke you even more <laughs> he does he does we have a familial kind of relationship yeah yeah that's uh you know it's like a brother and sister always on each other yeah yeah <laughs> i'll be like shut up I'm like <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Dr. Demento, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. So, um, now the Golden Girls. You were on the Golden Girls uh, for yeah. for one, uh, one episode, right? Correct? One episode, man. Yeah. And was that another one where you had to audition for it, and uh, you ended up uh, getting the part? Is that how that worked? Uh-huh. I auditioned. I got a call back. I mean, you have to understand... I was in my 20s. I was broke. Uh, I was going from crap job to crap job. I was getting evicted from my apartment, um, you know, taking the bus. I didn't, you know, to me, it was a gig. And it hadn't blown up. See, that's the thing. It was just a show back then. Right. It didn't, hadn't blown up to, you know, uh, include itself in the the lexicon of American television. Um, so yeah, so I auditioned and then I got a call back and I went back and they kind of pretty much hired me in the room hmm. and told me they were going to put a fat suit on me. And I'm like, all right, whatever you got to do, you know, <laughs> a gig, job's job. And um, yeah, so that was sort of, the thing, it's like, because people are like, oh my God, you were on Golden Girls. What was that like? <laughs> but back then, it was just like being on any other show. Right. Yeah. 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 It's funny how, you know, what starts out as a right, just a show, you know, like, I mean, look at Seinfeld and everything. Back then, it yeah. was, you know, and Friends, they struggled the first couple of years and it was like, yeah, okay, big deal. It's a show. And now those shows and, and Golden Girls is just, you know, people are crazy about them. Yeah. Yeah. So how was it working with the, 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 the ladies of, uh, of the, the Golden lovely. Girls? Um, Rue, lovely. An artiste, you know, like the loosest of them all. Um, I mean, she was just cool. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, she even had me over to her house. I mean, she was just very cool. Estelle, I'd known prior because she and I, we uh, we shared the same managers. Ah, okay. So, I mean, I, I knew her as an acquaintance a little bit. But, you know, she said when I got on set, she's like, don't worry, I'll look out for you. You know, like, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Betty White was very sweet. And... Uh, B. Arthur was scared me. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I, I've I've had several of the people who are going to be at behind the golden curtain and who have been guest stars on the show, and 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 they've all sort of said the same thing that that B. scared him. You know, Ronnie Shell was saying, you know, he was afraid of her. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, she's she's first of all a tall woman. She takes 
she took her space, she owned her space, and she was kind of like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this my whole life. You know, I'm sure she still loved it, but she was kind of tough, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- but everybody said, you know, she she was nice. I mean, you know, but it was just the the presence, you know? <laughs> it just, yeah, it's, it was her presence. She didn't do anything to scare me. Right, yeah. It's just, she was so... You know, like, um, she was just so, took, she was just so there. Yeah, be author. <laughs> you know, yeah. Maud. She was exactly who she is. Yeah. 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 So, but, you know, she was really fun to work with. And, you know, her timing, all their timing, so excellent, you know. And the guy that played the boyfriend, he, he couldn't have been a nicer human being and his timing also excellent and you know that is a little little intimidating when you're uh, within a body of actors who all have perfect comedic timing yeah I'm sure it would be I mean they're you know I mean these four ladies and and the guest stars that they had were just incredible i mean it must it must have been you know kind of scary at times a little a little yeah it was a little intimidating yeah i was into i was i did feel like oh i'm over my head you know and i haven't seen the episode forever yeah and i saw it again a month ago mm-hmm. and i was like wow okay i i was okay okay i did okay <laughs> I held my own, you know, yeah. which was all I wanted to do. Right. I held my own. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now uh, we're going to be finishing up in a few minutes here, but uh, I wanted to uh, uh, ask you about your other things that you've written, uh, you know, Drumline uh, and, and the the sequel or, or Drumline, the new, uh, a new beat and also uh, Weeds. And of course you were on Weeds too, you know, is it, is it difficult with the weeds thing? Is it difficult to write episodes and be, were you on those same episodes that you wrote? No, okay. that was really <laughs> mean of the showrunner. Cause they basically just called me in my office and they're like, are you still sad? You know, with sad screen actor skills. Yeah. I said, yeah. And I said, okay. And the next thing I knew I was, I was, they put me in a part with, you know, I had no choice and I wouldn't have done it. Huh. Had you know, I had had I've been I wasn't able to say no because it was I was working for them, but um I hated it. I hated being in hair and makeup and on the set while everybody was in the writer's room. I wanted to be in the writer's room. Yeah, yeah. Because by then that's what you were doing and you'd Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. I'm just wondering they they can do that. Just say you're going to go over here too and do this too. Is that is that nor is that well, in the contract? Kind of, that's just no. That's what they kind of did. That's sort of was sort of like we want you to do this. Okay, I'll do it because you want me to. Yeah, and you didn't actually ask, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh wow, that's uh, that's it's kind of different, uh, but. Um, Drumline, how'd you come up with those ideas? Well, I met 
with Dallas Austin, who was the manager of TLC at the time, he's a music guy, but he said that he had played the drums and a drum line in high school. So I went to, um, I asked the studio to send me to Atlanta and I went to high schools and I did research, you know, and I knew that I wanted it to be about a guy who thought he was better than everyone else because then he would have a big lesson to learn ultimately. So that was important, but I mean, I must have taken 200 pictures of these kids and, mm. you know, not kids with, you know, these kids don't have money, you know, they had booster clubs and yeah. the bands and the drum line were a big deal. And I went to some competitions and, and it just all sort of start. Then you sit down and you write the outline. It just gelled in my head. Wow. So so you had no drumming experience in your, you know, growing up or no. anything like that. Wow. No, but, you know, when I was in Atlanta with the bands, I would be out on the field with them. I just walk in between the lines to see exactly what everyone was doing. Hmm. It was very cool. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and you know, get, you got to hand it to these people that are in these drum lines. They are incredible, you know. Incredible. They're incredible. Yeah. Gee. And their teachers are incredible. Right. There's, yeah, there's somebody teaching them, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're on them. They're, you have to be because the drum line is the heart of the band. You can't have a band without a drum line. So right. there'd be no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> True. What would they be marching to? Um, it would be like all the bands sort of crunched together in the middle of the field. Right. <laughs> uh, without a drum line. So, yeah, it was, um, it was a very cool experience. Yeah. Well, Sean, I want to finish up with one final question. But before I do that, I want to remind people that on May 26th through the 28th, you will be at Behind the Golden Curtain at the Arinda Theater in Arinda, California. And uh, people can go. It's going to be a good time. There's going to be parties and uh, panels and everything else. Uh, do, do you know what panel you're going to be on? Have you heard anything yet? Uh, I, I, I hesitate to say that I think it's on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, I don't know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, I it's going to go where they tell me. Right. <laughs> you know, that's what most people have told me that, that, you know, I'm going, they'll tell me where to go and when to be there. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, the, the the fans, the people that come to the this kind of thing are the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's a really lovely group of people. I, I mean, just these people that follow this show, they're they're lovely and kind and warm, and and that's why I'm going. I'm going because of the people. Yeah. Have you ever been to Arinda at the Rinda, uh, the Rinda uh, Theater? I haven't. I'm looking forward to it. I'm taking the train. Yeah. I'm very excited. It's it, it's unbelievable, the theater. It's one of those old theaters that you, you see in, you know, old movies with the the decorations and things that you, you know, you don't see anymore. Now you see the curtains and the, the, the speakers on the side and that's it, you know, but this is right. you know, art deco and everything else on it. It's just beautiful. So, and I'm way into deco too. So I've got some deco pieces. So I'll be taking a lot of pictures. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a beautiful theater. So, well, final question. When you sit back and relax, 
What are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? What are you watching? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Well, Will Trent. I really like that. It's new. Mm -hmm. It was new this year. Yeah. And it was a great, I thought it was a great show. Yeah. I really liked it. I don't know. Maybe I really liked the lead. I don't know. They were all, it was just a really well done show. Um, and f for, uh, what else do I watch on TV? Oh, well, Vanderpump Rules, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, cooking shows. Mm -hmm. Um, and movies, I am a big fan of, good, I can't remember his name. So he was married to Madonna. Come on. What's the uh, guy's oh, name? Uh, gee, all of a sudden my mind went blank. <laughs> I, I know, know who you mean. <laughs> I just saw his latest movie and it was really good. Um, I like action movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm following um, Jason Stratham a little bit right now. Yeah. Yeah. Watching his yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I like old films. Mm hmm. I'm, a, I'm like a filmophile. So yeah. anything, anything that's old, I, I know it and I love it and I know the dialogue and all that. Yeah. Is there any movies that now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give my age away here that when you're turning the dial or <laughs> nowadays when you're pushing the buttons, uh, but but you come across it and you, you doesn't matter what you're doing, you got to watch it. It's, you know, a, a guilty pleasure or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Ah, classic. Yes. Because it's on once a year. Yep. And I have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Also Ben-Hur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two classics. It's on once a year and I have to watch it. Yep. Well, Sean, I thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I want to once again remind everybody, May 26th through 28th, you will be at Behind the Golden Curtain at the Arinda Theater in Arinda, California. And it's going to be a lot of fun. People can stop by and say hi to you. And, uh, you know. Yeah, I can't wait to meet you guys. Sean Sheps, right here on On Screen and Beyond, actress, writer, producer, doing all sorts of things, a uh, little bit of Brady Bunch in her history and the Golden Girls and Weeds and all sorts of stuff. Be sure, if you're in the California area of San Francisco, to check out the Arinda, California, uh, Arinda Theater. And on May 26th through the 28th, Sean will be there along with, you know, a lot of the people we've had on the show these last couple of weeks here. And uh, it's going to be a, a great time. There's going to be a lot more people, too. We haven't got them all on here. Uh, we will have another person from the uh, event coming your way. And uh, hopefully, anyways, <laughs> if all works out. And like I said, these are coming fast and furious. So be sure to subscribe to On Screen and Beyond on your favorite uh, podcast provider. And we uh, will get those right out to you as soon as it uh, is posted. You can just, you know, it'll... Just shoot your way and you'll have it waiting for you to listen. You don't have to go looking for it. So that helps us out too. And uh, I appreciate it. And uh, had some people send voice messages to me. And if you are on Spotify or go to the link that we post, uh, it'll 
you know, get you to mainly uh, to Spotify, but it also gives you all the other ones, Apple and uh, Stitcher and Podbeam and all those things are there listed there. Uh, but anyways, on that uh, site, there is a little link where you can record a message. So you can do that and send it to me. And we may use it on the show even if you, you know, if you want us to. And uh, if you have a question or anything like that or, you know, whatever, we'll see what we can do with it. And uh, so we appreciate that. And, of course, tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. It's uh, the, the best way to get things out. And uh, I guarantee, <laughs> no matter who they are, what age they are, uh, in the 634 current episodes of On Screen and Beyond that we had, there is going to be somebody, at least one person, that uh, they will go and say, wow, I didn't know you know, much about this person, and I'm going to listen to this show because there's the, they tell such fascinating stories, and uh, you know the, the span is from, what, the 1930s, I think. They might even be, I, I don't know, they've... Some of these people uh, have passed and they, you know, Mickey Rooney was on the show and um, there's, uh, you know, you know, he's a classic. And uh, so anyways, you can just go and uh, find somebody there that you'll enjoy and probably more than one, I'm sure. And uh, just go and check out all the episodes of On Screen and Beyond and uh, have a good time listening to it. We appreciate that. Anyways, that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen or Beyond. So until next time, when do we once again take you on screen and beyond? I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>